Before we start today's episode, a quick note about scheduling. Regular listeners will have noticed that the last episode was released back in August 2016. That was with Emma Pollock. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to keep up with my regular monthly schedule that I promised of first Monday of every month. So sorry, not to Garfield this time, but to you, the listeners. I will be releasing new episodes as and when my schedule permits, and as and when I can convince my favourite musicians to come on here and talk to me about songwriting. So, thanks for listening. See that girl, watch her scream, kicking the dancing queen. See that girl, watch her scream, kicking the dancing queen. Quite a violent image to start off the show. That is a misheard lyric from Dancing Queen by ABBA from 1976. The correct line is, see that girl, watch that scene, digging the dancing queen. So it's scenes and they're digging. Don't you miss the days when you could dig for scenes and queens? I've heard of digging for fire, but digging for queens? If you have a mistaken or misheard lyric, Mondegreens, as they're commonly referred to, please send it in at VCV Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. You can also subscribe and rate us on iTunes and other places, probably. I welcome you to today's show, and I welcome you back. I hope you had a good break. I know I did not. Welcome to Verse Course Verse, the songwriter's podcast, a conversation about ideas, process and songs. I'm your host today and always, Jack James. Thank you for listening to this episode, episode number nine. Today my guest is Alan Sparhawk, songwriter, guitarist and singer from the band Low. Known for their minimalist arrangements, slow tempos, and use of dynamics, the band formed in Duluth, Minnesota in 1993. Alan, welcome to the show. Any thoughts on that misheard lyric? Which one? See that girl. See that girl. Watch her scream. Watch her scream. Kicking the Dancing Queen. Quite kicking, violent. Kicking the Dancing Queen. Totally different. Yeah, it yeah. changes it around. I mean, it's still, it still puts it in a disco. For sure, I mean, puts it in the same place, but definitely a, a different. Hey, there's lots of fights in the disco. Oh yeah, panic as well. Yeah, people are territorial. Does Low get a lot of mistaken lyrics? Do people um, come up with their own versions? We have this song called Dinosaur Act, and it kind of the chorus just kind of repeats Dinosaur Act, and of course, that act kind of has turned into everything from hat to. <laughs> To ass, to, to egg. Dinosaurs famously wore hats, of course. Yep. They had hats hat. and feathers. Yep, yep. They were, <laughs> I, it's, there's theory that says that was probably contributed to d- their demise. The hats? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon, them as, down. as soon as fashion comes in and you start, you know, dividing each other by status, you know, based on what we are able to yeah, wear. Yeah, the first discriminatory of, creatures. Of, yeah, it's, it's, it's always hats. <laughs> So the first question, listeners know, is always my best question, my least cliched question. So with that in mind, where do you get your ideas from? And a follow-up, also what do you get your ideas from? And then of course, who and when do you get your ideas? Um, well, I'll start in, I'll give it a, give it a shot and you just kind of keep me, keep yeah. me on path. Won't and wear see when. if there's, yeah, yeah, make sure I cover all three. Um, let's see, when, where, what? Um, I, I guess my my process, or at least sort of the the moment of where the spark begins, usually is is usually after a number of evenings sitting in the basement till late hours, kind of mumbling along to myself, playing the guitar and fiddling around with ideas and, you know, stumbling, you stumble across a couple chords that you like that work together and you hear, sometimes you hear a melody, sometimes a 
a word or a phrase will fall out of your head kind of at the same time as that melody or those chords come together and usually that's sort of the moment where it comes together and I, I've, I've never been I always say I'm never, uh, I've never been a, an intentional writer. I don't sit down and go, okay, oh, I've been thinking about this today, or this happened, and this and this and this, or I've been reading this book about this or something, and now I'm going to write something. That You've never of, done that with like no. a political song, going to sit down and write this? No. I mean, there have been times where I've been very moved by something, whether it's like a movie or, or a documentary or a performance, of some, you know, seeing someone else, and, and sort of just off of that that's that sort of quickening that comes from those moments sometimes was able to then write something and it wasn't necessarily that i was going okay i want to write what i'm just experiencing i want to express what i just experienced as much as it just you feel this it, it, it just sort of lights it just sometimes you know there when you write there's these moments where you feel like kind of the window opens and something comes out uh, out of yourself and there's th there's times when that window I feel like when you s I feel like you can experience someone else's art and have that window opened to yourself and it doesn't say necessarily that they're dictating now what you should be thinking as much as they have opened that window for you and now you're in such a way you know it's more than just giving you something you enjoy it's 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 so resonated with you at least for that moment so much that you were then able to open up and then and, and be creative um yeah well that that's a very cliched question obviously to start it off but it's getting us to an interesting place where you can't pinpoint where the ideas come from or how the ideas come from but it seems no. you have a very concrete idea of when i have a good idea when i feel that spark i know what that is oh I yeah know what it feels like to have that door yeah. open yeah i'll i'll see yeah i'll know when and it's never, you know, there's not really a lot of control you have over it. You you can, you can be devoted to it, and it will give you back if you devote to it. If you put, I think it's 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 like faith. If you if you spend the time and the, the action with it, it, it starts to pay pay off. But it, it's only after you've spent put it in. You know, are you it, meaning that in terms of like? rigorously writing. practically putting the hours in like you don't yeah. write a song if you're not sitting down playing stuff most of the time i'm writing if i write something it's because i've spent time kind of telling myself okay i need to write and and a lot of times yeah i'll go in phases i'll i'll not write for a while just because it's exhausting and frustrating and i think there's a there's a subconscious part of me that wants to run away from it sometimes and i sort of sub submit to that but then i the the other part the other part of me that that is driven to want 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 to be that 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 conduit or that you know I don't know if it's a selfish addiction or not but mm. there's something that sort of eventually draws me back but I, even then it's never it's never that it inspires me with ideas it inspires me it's like no there's 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 it's time it's time to dump it's time it's time to to let some things out and and, and yeah. then you say okay well all right and and you, and it takes time i i go you'll go and you work for quite a while uh yeah it'll be in, you can I burn yourself people, out that way if if you are just constantly trying to constantly create stuff writing, like I you think, want yeah. to be drawn back into like you're yeah. saying I th at least for me i think i lose perspective when i fall into too much habit and too much similar surroundings or too much sort of consistent aiming at particular things I, I, I kind of have to go in phases and, and yeah and then it, I've it took a few years to learn it but but you, the only thing you sort of learn over time is that you have to put the work in and to be patient with that and you know you'll you'll be really excited and feel like you feel like it's time and you're just so full of something you're ready to write and you'll go to write and it won't come out and you're like what's going on it's not coming out it's not coming out mm. but it's because it takes a while it's it's like it's like running a marathon it's like jogging i mean if you haven't done it for a while if you haven't run you're not going to just jump out and you got stretch first you gotta stretch you gotta go maybe just a mile today and the next day maybe and it's gonna hurt every time it's gonna hurt and hurt you gotta be but well you, hydrated yeah well hydrated and but no 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 there's it's, it's something about you have to wake up that part of your brain and, and, and retrain it and say, okay, remember, make these connections. See, here's here's where the source is. Here's here's what's going on, and you need to reconnect to those wires. And it takes a while, but after you've after you've 
put in, you know, if you put in a few days, a few nights working on it, it starts to be starts to happen quicker and you sit down and your brain goes oh okay we're doing this again okay we're yeah. going to write again oh okay I think you sort of have again. to train your brain sometimes right. like we need to get into this mode where right. we're coming up with these ideas are right. you are you mainly coming up with ideas then when you're sitting down playing or are you the type of person who'll be walking down the street you have an idea and you want to like hum it into your phone do you record stuff uh, into your phone that's that's happened maybe just a few times maybe mm. a few something i'll just be so you really are like grinding it out and getting ideas yeah, when you're sitting playing yeah i've really f i i don't know i feel like i'm always i'm all, i think i'm pretty motivated by the guitar and and the sounds and the sort of the struggle the struggle with the guitar for me and, and sort of that edge of what you're learning and what you're what you're grounded in is sort of where I think those sparks kind of begin and at least at least for me that's just 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 always been my tool it's always been my conduit into getting my brain to kind of so you're, you're be there and 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 and, and write so you're never like writing without your guitar then you're not switching to different instruments to sort of I don't know. mix it up I, I do you know I'm mm. I I've I, I yeah, I've learned that I, I I have to get out of that sometimes, and and I, I do enjoy kind of playing with other instruments. I mean, as as much as the guitar has been a thing, and sort of all these you know twenty some years, we're sort of this semi guitar based you know guitar bass and drums based band. I mean, we've ever from the beginning we've always been pretty pretty into sort of the extremes of drum machines, uh, some electronics and, and synthesizers and and so you know i'll kind of sidestep sometimes and, and mess with that and sometimes you'll hear that those influences kind of creeping in with some of our recordings and some of the ways we've come up with things over the years but um i don't know i i find yeah i find myself I, i'll write very differently with those instruments or those tools um and i've it's pretty rare that i feel like i've come up with necessarily a song a full song with those things i feel like mm. i feel like to me they're more just kind of experiments and trying to come up with something that's interesting and then drawing upon that when i go back to you know a, a song yeah that i'm trying to finish or that's something that it would be say like well okay this is a low song or this is something that i would do with low i feel like and i've said this on a show before if i change tunings i'll suddenly come up with a bunch of chord progressions maybe a bunch of songs and yeah. same if i switch to piano just because it, it's different and then yeah. it might be the same sort of song i'm writing but it's just like yeah, it's attacking just, me from a different yeah, angle turning it a little bit so you, so you think differently especially if you know you're kind of up on if your brain's kind of up on what's going on and is already in the gear of of writing sometimes that that's enough of a wrench in the machine to kind of throw you into new possibilities but for uh, yeah. for low songs then is it often you who are solitary writing to get a a spark of an idea initially then you bring it to mimi and then you build up a song yeah yeah it's basically i'd say 95 percent of the time that's that's sort of what's going on there'll be there'll be times when someone will bring something in uh steve uh our bass player keyboard player has been with us since I guess, well, he's been with us for I think eight or nine years now, and he's he he'll bring in ideas. There's there's definitely you know a couple songs on the last record that he brought music in and, mm. and sort of ideas or chord ideas that then I was able to write write things with, and Mim was able to write things with. Um, but yeah, most of the time it's you know I'll I'll kind of get an idea and get it roughly formed as far as song and structure, and then we'll kind of bring it kind of work on it with Mim and, and Steve but uh, yeah you know it, it, it of course varies sometimes sometimes something is I'll have a pretty I'll have it pretty complete and then there's there's some songs that we'll work on and, and play on tour for a while and they'll totally change into something else so is there anything in your writing now that you're finding yourself repeating or do you find yourself always doing in your songwriting and that could either be something you like or something you dislike oh yeah yeah sure i mean there's a, there's a lot of that going on i mean that's that's a very big you know that's a big part of the you know your self-editor is like what 
you know am i am i doing something that i've already done mm. you know is is am i am i being redundant or is this or is this just my thing you know or is you know um and so you kind of you know how much how much you know how honest is it to be constantly trying to escape what you do or who you are or the way you hit the guitar or way the way you sing or the the, the keys that and mm -hmm. movements and or melodies what your that, band style is maybe yeah, yeah you know i mean there's there's a fine line there obviously i don't know i mean i guess i guess we've always tried to push ourselves and sort of sort of always always edging a little bit in, into the unknown uh whether it's sounds or, or who we're working with and yeah does that know, come the from approach to recording and whatnot but does that come from working with different producers are they sort of yeah in different well, ways? yeah and i think i don't know it's just it's always been an aesthetic that i respected i just i just always you know even as a teenager i was always pretty aware early on of the fact that you know bands you know an artist starts with something and and then you and then you expand it and if 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 you really you know if, if you're really pushing yourself you're going to constantly be 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 trying new things and sometimes sometimes failing miserably but, but at least at least giving that effort you know um so that's always been an, sort of an aesthetic we've strive for i mean as much as you know as much as you could sort of describe the band's sound sort of in a nutshell you know pretty pretty easily at the same time if you know i feel like we've always sort of tried to try to push push the territory push push our, our vocabulary and 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 uh but that that sounds and the sound of low probably comes obviously from the core of you and mimi but it seems like you're open to suggestions and input from bass players for instance producers for instance oh, yeah. is that a recent thing were you more closed off to external ideas before well i don't know i mean er, early on the first the first couple records we worked we worked with a guy named kramer and he was he was a very esoteric producer had a very, very particular sound uh and and his his style was very much you know you know splashed splashed across those first few records so and and we were we were pretty naive you know and i i think you know it worked out fine because we were sort of naive and and it had this little thing that we had you know we were, we were playing these very quiet songs and, and singing together but we really didn't know much what we were doing whereas he 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 just took that and made kind of amplified it and and and, and gave it the atmosphere that would, that would that it needed and and in that way kind of i don't know i guess you know and then as over the years as we as we sort of learned to understand the studio ourselves we worked with steve albini who was who was less a producer as much as a facilitator of like hey what do you want to do you want to mic up the piano like that oh you want to put you want to put it you want to mic it across the room well like mm -hmm. let's do it you know um so that was that was perfect for that time, phase and, and you know from time to time we've worked with different people we've worked with artists we've worked with you know Jeff Tweedy from from Wilco as a producer which is more just working with a, a fellow artist who who understands what it means to be in the studio and, and can be outside just enough to, but inside also enough to, to listen and hear what you're doing and be able to say like okay that was good or, or do it do it one more time that was that was a good take that kind of thing you know so so it varies and you know last while we've worked with you know uh, BJ BJ Burton worked on our last record and he, uh, you know, he's like Dave Fridman. He's very, you know, really wants to wants to take what's going on and really blow it out. And I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, we've just I don't know. I guess yeah. I don't know. I guess in the spirit of of always wanting to go beyond our imagination, I I guess it's vital then to work with someone in respect who we, who I think will bring something to it. But then. Who also respects and understands what you do. I don't know. I, 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 I think that's a very healthy attitude to have that a lot of bands probably don't have. And well, you get lots of like yeah. bands having run run-ins with producers and stuff. And I'm yeah. not sure if the difference here is the fact that you trust the producers so much and they know you guys as a band. Well, I think we were we were lucky enough that we have this thing that kind of nobody can mess with. And I mean, who's? I mean, you, 
I don't care how you produce or record it, it's still going to sound like two people who are kind of barely singing together. <laughs> and we can barely play our instruments. And we usually, the songs are really basic and, and sort of kind of fragmented pop at the end of the day, slowed down. I think that's, I think, you know, I mean, nobody, I mean, I mean, in, in some ways, the last many years I mean we I mean going and recording is is sometimes an effort to like okay let's see how much we can tweak this and it still be obviously you know just a couple of people singing and and hacking away on a couple chords you know and, and that's just see how like fucked up you can make it so that people still go oh that's a low song though. yeah yeah no I mean and you know maybe it just maybe it comes down to voice you know I mean after being after doing it for many years too I mean as soon as you hear I imagine I think I imagine there are probably phrases in the way that I say and do melodies that I mean immediately you could probably hear, even if I have a bunch of effects on my voice, it's probably like, oh, I think that's that's how. I'm. But that's only mostly because we've been around a long time and people have kind of heard it here and there over the years. And you know, same with Mim. Mim has a very distinct tone and very distinct delivery. And I think, I mean, it kind of doesn't matter what you put that on top of it's it's going to sound like her and it's going to you know it's going to have a certain thing that i guess but, but even we'll always have you know even though both your voices are changing like your voice is probably getting a bit lower mimi on the last album was singing like more full-throated on at yeah, least one different one song yeah her voice is ever expanding <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've always known that but it's just it's just she's yeah she's she's people yeah, I don't. Th I don't think we've even really seen even like eight percent of what 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 Mimi is. And I'm not just bragging it, and trying to shine shine her up because yeah. she's my wife. But 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 she's yeah. I don't. It's like that thing of people use ten percent of her brains. She's right. only using she's 10 the only ten percent of her voice. Percent so much. of her artistic and vocal possibilities. And she's still killing. So yeah, maybe maybe that's why. Right. Maybe that's why it's so reassuring. And mm -hmm. Uh, but you, you talked earlier on um, about those first few albums not really knowing your way around the studio. I'm assuming that's changed a lot. And um, are are you a bit of a gear junkie now? I know I know well, you've got a fascination with guitar pedals. Uh, I don't know. I I remember there's been times that I remember there there've been times over the years where I've sort of had to consciously be like, well, I could either start really getting into recording technique and buying gear and learning how to learn run this preamp and really getting the perfect tone on this tape machine. I mean, I remember sort of being enticed by that that like, well, I could go learn more about that and spend more time doing that. And there's sort of an appeal to that the more you learn about recording and mm -hmm. studio stuff. But I, I don't know, I just... Preamps in particular just yeah. seemed like a rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, exactly. And I, I kind of thought, I mean, between being a little bit self-deprecating about technical things and stuff, I, I, I sort of, I sort, sort of will have kind of times where I'll consciously be like, no... I just need to concentrate on trying to write and trying to be a better guitar player. And and if I can just trust and make sure that I <laughs> have other people I know around me who know yeah. how to fine tune a preamp, then I can spend all this time working on songs and, and trying to play and sing better. And, 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 and to be honest, Staying home and being with my kids and stuff. I mean, they, you know, like I don't want to be down in the studio for twelve hours a day, tweaking things and listening mm -hmm. to things over and over again. And and I, th I guess, you know, you have to keep up on that. Mm -hmm. So you oh, you know, I I've taken that I've taken that argument kind of in a bad direction before too there have been times over the years where I remember catching myself going wow I really wish I would I remember like this technology coming along five years ago and I really should have listened to my the inner voice that told me like you should figure this out because it's going to be the tool that you need for the rest of your what career. was this oh just just different things oh, over the years okay. I mean I could say I could say like, yeah the internet I mean you know right. when we started the band the internet wasn't even happening I mean as far as like how do you market a band and all stuff you know I don't know if that would have been necessarily something I don't know if things would have changed differently if we'd have been more savvy early on with that uh, Pro Tools 
I remember at one point going, crap, I should have, I should have learned this digital computer recording stuff when it first started. Cause then by now I would, I would have this down and I could totally be engineering the shit out of this and I, yeah. and, and I can't, and I gotta go work. I gotta get someone else to come in and help me cut something up the way I imagined in my head, but I can't do it tech, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you go like, oh yeah, okay. I should have, should have taken a little time and learned this technology as it came along and, and stuff so i mean i guess advice to anybody who's doing this if you need plan on doing it i mean you know yeah keep keep up on stuff i mean is i don't care how retroist or or, or like oh no i'm just a singer songwriter whatever you are you got to keep track of that Stay stuff because the more stuff yeah the more stuff you can have a little bit of control over and at least a sense of yourself then that's something you don't have to rely on someone else to take care of. I mean, there are times when, yeah, you want someone who's really good and really quick to edit stuff. You want someone who's really good at mixing something to make something really sound good. Or you want someone who has some great mics and great preamps, but know enough to know who that person is and then turn yeah, that over to I them. I think that's the key, enough to have like a cursory knowledge, like a nice right. overview of knowledge so that you know who to ask and the right, right sorts of questions to ask but not without like going into the whole rabbit hole of right. all these settings have to yeah. be these I mean, ways if you, you know if you're into that then then go for it i mean there's definitely guys that are i mean i'm i'm definitely low on the scale of, of sort of technical understanding as you know as far as for me for a musician who's been doing it this many years i i don't know as much as as most guys but but yeah i mean you, you pick up things over over the years and it's it's helpful but but I've been lucky, you know. I mean, like I said, early on, we were early on, pretty, you know, in contact with people who could, who could fill in those those gaps, and we could just do what we do. Mm-hmm. Are you guys working on an album just now? And I apologize if this is an annoying question that you keep getting oh, asked. We're we're always we're always working on stuff. I mean, but yeah, I mean, specifically, yeah, we've been we've been. I guess the last record came out about 2015. Yeah. 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 2015 in the fall. So I guess it's been a little over, it's been a little over a year, but yeah, we've been in and out. The studio will go in for a couple days at a time with, with, uh, with BJ and, uh, is that typically your demoing process to go in the studio and um, build stuff up, or is that just it, we've it got varies, some songs we've yeah. jammed them? Let's just go in and record them. We don't need to build up a demo beforehand. No, well, I don't know. I mean, it, it maybe sounds a little too vague and boring, but we're we're right now we're just we're we're trying to figure out some we're trying to figure out our vocabulary and try to figure out what the next level is i mean we i really feel like at least personally in this as a band and sort of where where we're at i mean this this last record there was some there was some kind of heights that and some extremes that we reached with that one as far as what what we're what we're striving for that that um i think really really went beyond kind of what what we what we thought and i think you know of course the next step then is like okay well how do you go beyond that even yeah you don't want to step you know, down you want to keep no, stepping up exactly and i mean i don't think you know we can't you know we can't afford to we've never been able to afford to just kind of rest on what we do and rest on whatever whatever people think think we've we've done so i don't know yeah right now we're just we're trying to find find new possibilities you know and sometimes it's really uh, frustrating and you know you want you want to run back to you want to run screaming back back to your familiar territory mm-hmm. but back um, to your comfort zone com- yeah back to your comfort zone but i don't know just from experience it's you know you have you have to do that and as painful as, as it is and as awkward as it is and, and sometimes it's you know detrimental to your <laughs> to your psyche it's and it's self self sense of self-worth mm-hmm. uh you you have to you know you have to take you have to take that chance and still and and, and be be diligent with it because because event, eventually it works eventually you you do eventually find that thing and, and you, you do find find uh find that 
find that little thing that's 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 been calling to you. That uh, what what is it? The the screaming screaming at the queen or screaming kicking the queen or what? Is, what is oh that? yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, watch, uh, yeah, see that watch, girl. Watch, the, her, watch her scream, scream kicking the dancing. dancing yeah, yeah. When that, when that, when that girl, when that screaming girl, I thought fi- finally comes forward and kicks the queen. You, you, you're, you're glad. You know, you, you gotta be there to take that you're space. Glad you were there to see it. Yeah, I thought that was some phrase that I'd not heard of before that you were going for kicking the queen. Yeah, you know that let's, kicking let's, the queen. Let's bring it up. That old cliche. Yeah. Um, I'd like to ask you like a really specific question now sure. of like um, you guys are obviously well known for your harmonies uh, that sound amazing there's a lot of songs that don't have harmonies the whole way through I guess the question sure. is what stops you from just being like oh we should just have harmonies verse chorus verse the whole way oh that's that's funny um, yeah um, that actually that actually does come up from time to time you know kind of like you have to kind of step back and go okay are we are we doing too much? No, because, because, you know, there's this, you know, and I, I, I remember early on being in the studio and sort of first discovering this, the possibility, like, Mim, Mim could sing a higher harmony? Okay, and then we put that on, like, like oh, let's put that on everything. You we know? need to rewrite all the songs. Yeah, okay, we have to go back and we're going to do that on everything. Um, That's what happened to me the last album I was recording, which was just all solo stuff. I would, like, have... A new bit of percussion and be like, "Oh, that sounds great!" Right, that's going on every song now. And then same with uh, harmonies. I record yep. the harmony, like, "Oh, well, I can just do that on every yep. single song." Yeah, very, uh, very difficult to navigate. That. Yeah, because you just have to try yeah. and be sparing with it. I think. Yeah, and that's those are time. Uh, sometimes those are good times to have someone else. You know, whether it's just someone else in the band that you can honestly collaborate with and who you can trust as an editor and sit, who you know. Or the, you know, even a producer and be like, ah, yeah, it'd be better if this harmony came in at this chorus because then it's not so, you know. Or yeah, it's, you know, sometimes sometimes you learn, sometimes you learn to look at those things as if you look at those things as arrangement tools, you know, it gets a little bit easier to be like, oh, okay, well, okay, we won't have all the harmonies on the first verse. Let's just yeah, bring in a little bit more in the second. If we just and then we'll really, deli- you know, really kick it in in the court. You know, I mean, those are things that I think everybody. If, tricks everybody sort of uses and stuff but you know along that lines that's 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 those are ways to sort it out and then yeah again uh, just yeah over time experience you know you'll do one record and then look back and go ah yeah i guess we we could have done this or we shouldn't have done that or next time i won't do so much of this i'll only use it when it's really necessary that that kind of thing right you know so you'll, you'll learn you learn over time what what's the right balance for you if you were to pick only one of these things to do for the rest of your life, what would it be? Writing, recording, playing live? Oh, man. Well, I mean, I like them all, of course. You know, there's there's definitely some satisfaction in that. I mean, I think there's... I feel like the reasons that I would choose one or the other almost... Of course, are 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 selfish, <laughs> you know. So so it's hard to, you know, it's hard to actually playing live. I want all that applause. Yeah, of course, of course, absolutely, of, 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 of course. And it's and it's and it's it's not some, you know. I mean, you know, of course, I'm going to backpedal and say like, oh, well, it's not the applause. It's it's the fact that it's this. No, there's just there's something. I mean, I I came, I came very much. You know, I, I was you know I kind of was a teenager in the early '80s and stuff, and and, and punk. And specifically, the the artistic, the sort of the 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 interaction element of punk, and 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 sort of uh, that that part of it was to me was really really exciting. What really drew me into music was the fact that someone could play this stuff in front of you, and you could feel the air, and you could see them. You see their hand hitting this thing, and it's and it's and it's loud, and, and then you look around, and there's other people who are standing there. That to me was just was was so fascinating. I mean, I mean, literally pictures. Like I remember seeing pictures of of you know in, in magazines. You know, I grew up on a farm. We don't have we didn't have you know you know punk and all this stuff. We didn't have MTV any of that stuff yet. So I don't know. I'm making a long story here, but anyway. Um, <laughs> 
to me, kind of the the communal part of playing of of music happening, whether it's as a as a spectator or as a performer, to me was was fascinating. What what really drew me to music, and I don't know if it was just I don't know. I mean, very you know, it could it could just come down to like church or something. You know, just like okay, my maybe it's just because my first experiences with and and most consistent experience as a child was going to church and singing with a bunch of people and, and sort of what that meant to be in a room with people who are on the same wavelength. And to me, amplified music was, 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 was in some ways the same thing, except that it was giving someone a moment to say something that maybe you don't know yet. Mm. You know, I mean, it's, it's sort of a combination of the singing and the person getting up to preach. Yeah. There's the two together. Maybe. Powerful and, thing. Yeah, it's like okay, this this person, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to listen to what they say, and it, it may, you know, if I open my heart to it, it may very well move me. That brings us to a section of the show now called "Under the Influence." the band's artists who influence you oh wow um i guess a lot of different a lot of different people for different reasons if this helps at all a more specific version of this question i've been giving is is there some band out there who you think oh those guys sound like us like those guys are very we're in the same ballpark as those guys Try to remember. There was some. There was somebody I was talking about the other day that I was talking to him, and I and I say, I had just realized, like, okay, I know now why I'm so fascinated, sort of strangely, slightly fascinated by this band is because I, I'm trying to remember who it is. The your musical doppelgangers. No, it's no. It was some. It was not so much that as much as I mean, it wasn't necessarily the kind of music I would be drawn to playing. It wasn't even the tone or the or or the vibe they were laying down as much as the. I think it was the ch- it was just the s- the choices that the writer was making. Golly, I gotta try to remember who the heck this is. You it was, just a, it was the first time I realized them. that, like, wow, the reason the reason I'm so this resonates with me so much is this this writer's this writer this singer is is making I think he's making similar choices to the way I would. Absolutely. You know, and I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm, and it was really weird because I don't know that I've ever really been aware that I have any specific, hmm. cho- you know, pattern of, 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 of creative choice. I mean, everybody, of course, does, and you, you know, the longer you do it, the more you, you kind of have, you know, maybe at some point you can kind of recognize like, oh yeah, I do, I, I do this, or, or you recognize like, well, at the very least, you're like, well, I know what I don't like, uh-huh. and I know when, I know when stuff ain't right. Yeah, that's, I've that's most it. It's just like no, this ain't right. This yeah. ain't right. No, this okay. Now this is right. Yeah, he, this is. this is my guy. I know. Whereas, this. yeah, so you're hearing and you go, this guy's making kind of the similar choices you would make. Okay, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you hear it, and sometimes when you get really specific, you hear a writer and like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good line, but you didn't need to repeat it four <laughs> times or. Well, this is cool, but then this falls apart, and this uh, this this isn't as cool. Yeah. You know that. You know you can you can. You know, it's not that it's not that you're criticizing something like that's a shit song or something like that. It's just kind of like, you know, is it as good as, as uh, 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 you know, just running scared by uh, by Roy Orbison, you know, or you know, something like that, or or that one Taylor Swift song is it as good as that? Well, if it ain't, then what is? You know, what's wrong with it? <laughs> I think I told that story before, but I think it was Miles Davis. It was definitely a jazz musician. Was listening to some music, and he was getting annoyed because it was like, no, the solo should have went da 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 and went up. Like you should have went up, and that that seemed to be one of his main reasons for writing songs was that he was like, oh, because right. like, I should oh, go like this. Yeah, yeah, he was seeing stuff that, yeah, he was seeing guys make decisions that he didn't think was the right ones. So you said, like, well, maybe I should make this. Maybe I'll make some decisions. Maybe I'll just do what I think is right, and yeah. and, and and I'll at least know that's good, <laughs> or at least you try that anyway. Which brings us neatly to the next section of the show, which is called "Under Construction."
so do you have any any progress ideas at the moment um yeah well a bunch yeah i mean you know a few things some things that are sort of finished kind of like i know i know how they go and i'm really happy with the chords and the lyrics and stuff but i just we're sort of working on how to present it and how to how to arrange it how to record it this one's this is kind of this weird i don't know this is this thing that i sort of a chord progression that i came up with that i like because it's i don't know sometimes sometimes i get I'll, sometimes my favorite ideas are ones where you kind of kind of have some chords that work within a key but then you twist it a little bit so like there's a, something about the chord There, that, yeah. that major seven, you know, the major seven, and that is, is sort of the sort of the twist in the sort of sort of the, the little flaw or the, the the thing that gives it some three dimensionality, and I guess from that, then I'm, from those, there's kind of a couple simple melodies that Mim and I are working with and kind of harmonizing off of with, but and then I've kind of got a handful of lyrics that I'm working with, and uh, I don't know. So what's what's that chord progression you have just now? Well, I'm starting to C, and then a G major seven, and there's also there's maybe like a nine or something, and then I'm going to a D, kind of a non-third, or sometimes I'll play a D seven, and then uh, an F major seven. So there's a couple of little twists and. It's, it's it's in essence sort of just changing keys or whatever. And there's a little, yeah. There's sort of a twist in the key going on there. So yeah, it sounds like a nice sort of core chord progression. That, yeah. that maybe like a sort of simple yeah, uh, one, but you're you're sort of changing it up by just adding a few more interesting elements to it. Yeah, I mean we like like there's a verse there's a verse thing. There's sort of a verse couple melodies that Mim and I are harmonizing. There's a verse melody and then. And then as it as it break, so far we're breaking to like a kind of a ah, kind of a different, and it's a different melody. But and then like I have a few lyrics playing. But before, let's see. No, let's okay. Okay. Before it falls into total disarray, you're gonna have to learn a different way. another verse that's sort of basically using the same syllable pattern uh, you know doing it in couplet kind of rhyming couplets or is that what it is mm, uh, two, yeah couplets two, two, two lines, two lines kind, yeah. of, kind of you know with a little bit of a, a little bit slight rhyme uh, there's a couple things in there that I'm kind of into doing which is breaking up normal phrasing like the first line is is before it falls into total disarray but I, I pronounce, I'm pronouncing it as before it falls into total disarray, which, yeah, which I'm sort breaking of breaking those syllables. Yeah, I, I kind of like doing that every once in a while, or at least I like I like when it kind of falls out of my head that way, and I may and because I'm, I'm I'm kind of fascinated with that 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 little edge of you know sometimes writers will try to force they'll sort of force phrasing into something, and you you know the you know typical thing is to try to put too many syllables into into a melody or or tried to 
you know, get get all the words in there that need to, so that the sentence make is complete. And it's like, well, no, you don't need to do that. Just what is what's the melody? Just just make the words work in, work in there, and you can you can take you can take words out. But then, so the other, the other side of that then for me is the idea of taking a phrase that's usually the syllables go a phrase a certain way, but turning that around. And I, I realized that I think a lot. I think what I what the way I got that a lot, I think, is is from uh, Stereo Lab. Actually, <laughs> I, was, I was a big fan of Stereo Lab early on, and when we, when we first started the band, I remember going and seeing them play in a club, and and uh, Leticia, the, the the gals that, that sit in, and the gals that sang in that band would do that a lot. And I think part of, partly because English is their second language, and you you hear this with a lot of people. You know, people whenever English is a second language you hear different phrasing yeah and and to me that's to me that's fascinating yeah emphasizing like the start of the word maybe rather than yeah, like maybe the end somewhere else and it, it's it's a very subtle thing but, but somewhere me, else yeah yeah you know so total disarray yeah you know, instead of total uh-huh total disarray total disarray or you know it, it's just I don't know. But anyway, yeah that's just one thing but anyway so this song whatever this so far the structure we're working with is verse with a kind of a ins- vocal instrumentation instrumental yeah. breakdown and then another verse and then and then we're usually when I'm finding something that's that I like that repeats sort of the question is like okay well should I change something does it need a does it need a bridge does it need a section where I go to something completely different to hold on one chord for a few you know sometimes that's a simple trick you know yeah. Or sometimes like, well, no, we can just let's just pound through, you know. Because a, a lot of our songs, you know, I mean, it's a lot of the style, or at least maybe kind of one of the hallmarks or particulars of the way we write it, or it is it's pretty simple, you know. And be- yeah, minimalist. because we're slow and minimalist. I mean, sometimes you know, sometimes all I need is like four lines and you know, yeah, and a couple chords. And we, yeah, even even that little idea, I can hear that low song already in my right, head. It's, yeah, it's just hear, such a nice mim, core. Mim, mim, mim kind of mim's harmonies, yeah, kind of weaving in and out of that, and and it, and it building kind of rhythmically and sort of texture. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just. Uh, so anyway, that's that. And I mean, I guess yeah. so right now I'm trying to figure out whether it needs a change or another section, or whether there's a way to get in and get out with, before it gets boring. You know. One last section before you play a song for us. It's time for plugs. So why don't you all just grab your bag? Come on, board. Hoist the anchor. We'll be off. guys have anything to promote just now people can find you on the line low i uh, low the band is it yeah low on twitter we're well yeah low the bands on twitter uh chairkickers.com is our i don't know i guess nobody has websites anymore but uh, people have websites yeah no low the bands on twitter yeah i run the twitter you know i'm not a, we're not a we have a there's a low facebook but it's it's Post nice it's pictures our, of guitars yeah sometimes put up guitars warm. sometimes i Sometimes I t- post pictures of my stuff in my garden. <laughs> <laughs> now, to close the episode, you mentioned wanting to play a new song. What are you going to play? Well, let's see. Um, well, this one's just, uh, it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's just, a, it's kind of sounds more like a doo-wop 50s song, but there's a million ways you could do it, you know. Don't. Walk away I cannot take anymore Why this game I cannot play I have slept beside you now For what seems a thousand years 
the shadow in your night the whisper in your slept beside you now for what seems a thousand years the shadow in your night the Whisper in your ear, so don't walk away. I cannot take any more. Why? I cannot play Thank you to my guest today, Alan Sparhawk from Lowe, and thank you to you for listening. You can hear new episodes of Verse, Chorus, Verse when I release them. So until then, there's nothing more to say, so I'm going to stop talking. Verse, Chorus, Verse is a production for the Hat on Dog Network. For more information, visit hatondog.com.